0: Welcome to the next episode of the Fantasy Fitba Pod. We are the f- podcast that looks at Scottish football through the lens of fantasy football. My name is John and I'm joined by a man who is known to be the Ginger Heskey.
1: <laughs> good, good evening everyone, John. I enjoyed that you, you just sort of said the next episode at that point. It's, it has got to a point where we can't even remember how many we have done now, which is which is I think a good sign.
0: You know what the issue was? Is we did one episode last week, so and then that wasn't a game week episode. Yeah. So we two extras. so we're I think we're on episode nine, and this is game week eight. We're out of kilter. So yeah, my my heat's burst. <laughs>
1: that doesn't do much.
0: <laughs> how are you, mates? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just. Uh, I'm just uh, looking at these, these. Some of these uh, reviews we've been left at over the weekend. Um, so I'll read you a couple out on uh, on do, the iTunes. Uh, five stars. Uh, we've got uh, five stars here. Ten out of ten content. Love the pod. John and Scobes have ten out of ten patter. Make me laugh and know their football. Oh,
1: glowing reviews. Glowing, glowing. glowing. That what can't be this? a friend of ours then.
0: No, no, never, never. That must be a random. This can't be a friend of ours, because this guy, he says, as an Englishman with no Scottish expertise, these chaps really helped me. Currently number one by a long way in my uh, in my fantasy league. Job done. Very good. Keep getting
1: the that job done for me.
0: Just uh, remind all our listeners to please uh, follow us at Pod on Twitter and uh, also leave us some uh, fun
1: reviews on iTunes. Maybe leave some shite ones and we'll read them out instead. Absolutely. Please do. Please do get involved in the Fantasy Football Scotland community. Um, shout out to the regulars. Um, very um, fun new league has been created in the English equivalent of this, the lesser known um, Fantasy Premier League, um, was just for some of the Fantasy confident. Football Scotland guys. So good fun to be, uh, be kind of you know keeping things going in a, in a broader fantasy sense. Uh, it
0: was a bit of a rad weekend.
1: Everyone was doing their Fantasy Premier League teams. You also had the NFL start
0: and we're part of the American Football League. So I'm like, fantasy did my tits.
1: Fantasy. Um,
0: it's just an awful lot to keep up with, but we have, yes. of course, been keeping up with Fantasy Scotland. That is our number one priority for us and for you, the listeners. So thank you once again for listening. Here's how we're going to take apart this podcast tonight. We are recording late on a Wednesday night because Celtic have just completed their double game week, but more on that in a minute. The first part of this podcast, we're going to look at the news. There's been quite a lot of developments in Scottish football. Uh, Over the last uh, seven to ten days, a few transfers, we'll look at that. In part two, we're going to focus on a few games that have happened over the last week and uh, take them apart on a Fantasy Football Scotland perspective. And then in part three, we've got a nice amount of questions from you guys on Twitter. uh, to hopefully, uh, Scooby is going to give you the golden answers in that part. Apparently so. Apparently so. So... Um, part one, Scobie, in the news. I mean, it's quite difficult to get away from this news now and I feel that's going to be a big theme going forward is all this COVID positive testing going on. Yes. I mean, the first club to be hitting Scottish football on this over the week was St Mirren, who, of course, were part of the double game week. I mean, what did you make of all that?
1: Um, I... <sighs> it, 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 it's, it's so difficult. I think that... You know, they, they have set a precedent now. And I think it was, I felt for St Mirren. I mean, all three of their sort of recognised goalkeepers mm. being out. I mean, I mean it's the, how can you prepare for that? But I think I, I, would, I was sort of listening to Michael Stewart talk about it. He doesn't often talk sense, but I did agree with what he was saying. If you begin to kind of, you know, postpone games, you know, what kind of situation are we going to be in? Not knowing where we're going with this whole thing, you know, when it comes to sort of March, April time next year, how many, where will the backlog of games have got to, uh, and what will that in turn do to to um, to squad? So I I think it was probably the right decision, but um, yeah, bloody tough. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you I'm know, Bobby, Bobby, which we will talk about, I'm sure, later in the pod. Um, stepping up to the fray very Bobby's last.
0: Heart's, your, your boy's heart's doing St. Mirren a big favour. Yeah, I mean, St. Mirren had three keepers out. Due to uh, due to COVID, um, Jamie Langfield, actually Clangers, uh, as he's affectionately known at Pottodry, is the goalkeeping coach at St Mirren just now. Uh, only just turned 41, and he was named on the bench for St Mirren at the weekend. If that last-minute uh, transfer from uh, Hearts hadn't gone through with Zamal, you'd have had Clangers in his sticks uh, for this double game week, which would have been quite quite, quite amusing. Drunk. I agree with you on the precedent point. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Like we had ball and goalie. Gate earlier on in the season uh, this is the reason we've got this double game week basically because the game was postponed due to that COVID incident, you know, Aberdeen games were called off because of COVID and then you know, just because St Mirren have lost three keepers I mean, I pose you this question, Scobie if this had happened to, say, Rangers and they couldn't field three other first team players, do you think the games would have been called off at the weekend?
1: Um, I'm not going to be cynical, I'm going to say that I think the same decision would have been made I think I think they, they are getting to a point now um, yeah. yes, I think the same position.
0: And then I just announced this week, you've got three Hamilton Aki's players that are going to be out um, for the for the next couple of weeks as well. They've just yeah. been tested positive. So this is just yeah. going to go on and on, uh, guys. And, uh, you know, as we always say, hold your transfers off until the last minute because, I mean, games might get postponed, but then also you just don't know who's going to be tested positive. And as we'll come on to you, Hamilton had a, had a really good week and maybe you should be looking at some of their players, but maybe not now with the three players out. Um, so yeah, that was pretty mental. Um, any transfers? Take your pick this week, Scobie?
1: Um, I think the one which I'm sure you would wanted to come on to as well. It was a it was a transfer we were recently talking about and um, I think at one point I was getting quite excited about it, but the news came through that Anthony Stokes was on his way out of <laughs> the it, it was a brief spell um, at the club. I think he lasted you know, approximately two weeks. Uh, apparently his knees were hurting uh, um, I mean, from the from the artificial surface. I think that's bollocks, but what do you make of it?
0: The the well-known man uh, with spaghetti legs couldn't handle the spaghetti he had in, <laughs> in, in, in Livingston uh, for two weeks. Uh, apparently wasn't fully aware of the amount of uh, commitment that it took to train on a plastic pitch. Uh, read into that what you will, guys. I smell shite. I've uh, also heard
1: rumours of him and Tyson Fury kicking around Gleneagles <laughs> um, on said yeah. weekend when he was meant to be on the bench. So um, yeah, we're not going to get to see Anthony Stokes at the spaghetti hut. Um but we were going yeah. to because we had a we had, a, we, had a, we had a title lined up, didn't we? Tony meet macaroni when he eventually had that big hat trick. Performance, so, so we're never going to get to use that. So I'll so throw that in there. I have to go back to
0: the drawing board for that. Um, and I, right, so that's Stokes Away. Just remember, listeners, you will get our free transfer if he was in your team. Uh, so use that wisely. Um, Aye, and uh, there's been no real chat of uh, any new guys coming in at Livy just now. Another guy who's uh, who's left the division on a sort of contract cancelled thing is uh, Craig Bryson, uh, another pretty disastrous signing um, in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, Aberdeen signed this guy, Craig Bryson. He came from Derby County, very highly rated, mm-hmm. um, 31 years old and has played barely any games, was reportedly on about six and a half grand a week. And so Aberdeen and him have decided to terminate contracts. So see you later, Craig Bryson. Thanks for basically nothing. <laughs> uh, Ball and Goalie, incidentally, is actually gone to Istanbul. So he's oh. there been to Europe and now he's away to Istanbul. So he's out of the league as well. So again, you'll have a free transfer if he was in your team for whatever reason. And just finally on transfers, uh Hibbs can he get enough of the McGinn family. Stephen McGinn has just joined.
1: <laughs> I saw this
0: today. <laughs> I saw
1: this. <laughs> They absolutely love it, don't they? You know, they do.
0: It's, um, it's an excuse to hang on to John McGinn's coattails, I think, yeah. is, is is the way they go for that. Um, another bit of tea, a bit of news in the television. That just frustrated me, seeing that every Premier League game was going to be shown live on TV last weekend, and not one single Scottish Premiership game was. You know, what a right mess we've made of uh, this broadcast renegotiation and trying to, you know, promote our game uh, to the rest of the world. That was uh, frustrating me. And then um, another bit of news, Gobi, that I've picked up on, and I think I sent you this article by the Scotsman mm. early today, um, and it might have something to do with how difficult I think the scoring has been so far in the um, fantasy football this season, is that this campaign is on course to be the lowest scoring Scottish top flight season ever.
1: Yep. Astounding, actually. I mean, um... It's. I'm, you, I'm sure you'll come on to this as well, but I mean, from a fantasy perspective, we've been talking and talking about how valuable um, defenders have been and this only exaggerates that point, does it not? Um, mm-hmm. You know, given... And I think this weekend is an absolute case in point for this argument, which we will get into, of course, in section two. But I mean, Tavernier now on 70 points. You can, okay, he is contributing up the field but I mean that's remarkable that's more than double the leading striker and any fantasy football players you know with any experience from before will always have known that you you know your 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 season is won or lost on who you've got up top yeah you know, and who's scoring goals for you and it's yeah. just completely the opposite so just To
0: dive into that article a little bit more as well, Scobie, is that, you know, Celtic and Rangers are scoring a lot of goals, right? Uh, But only Celtic Rangers, and then it's Hibs, Killey and Aberdeen are the only three other teams that have averaged fewer than one goal a game scoring. So overall, there's only been 2.2 goals per game which, yeah, if it ever, if it continues, will be the lowest uh, campaign ever seen in the Scottish top flight, you know, going back to, like, the 1960s or something like that. So it's it's quite staggering. And then maybe just gives a little bit, yeah, of colour as to why it has been so difficult to find midfielders and attackers that are scoring points because there's not been a lot of goals out there. And then to, to completely agree with your point on Tav, you know, there's been a lot of clean sheets out there. And if you can pick up those guys that are getting clean sheets, that's where you'll get rewarded in, a, in, in Fantasy Football Scotland this season.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, it, it reiterates the... And, it, and, it's, and it's made this game very fun, very tactical, it's not kind of let you get away with, okay some people might argue you've just got to load your box with Rangers defenders and people are starting to cotton on some of the tricks we'll see how that pans out because oh, well, I don't think it can go on forever um, but you know it, it has really made this game a unique um, a unique animal you know to tackle this year so um, yeah long life long right. long fantasy football Scotland for that reason too right alright that wraps us up for part one
0: Welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Football Pod. This is the part where we set uh, the Scottish Premiership weekends, football and midweek football, and put our Fantasy Football Scotland spin on it. Scobie, lead us through the games, please. I
1: will, I think I will start by saying that the theme of this week is one-sidedness. And um, it's been an entertaining season so far. Mm-hmm. Not as many goals as we might have liked, as you um, have just have just nodded to um, with your with your with your previous observations in the last part. But one sidedness certainly ran true this weekend. One game that was not one sided, and we're going to start with was um, Hamilton's visit to Livingston. I love that.
0: I love that. You've just got the listeners thinking one sided, one sided. Right? There was. How yeah, is he going, in- going with? Celtic, Hebs, all pumpins. Where are we going? Where are we
1: going? No. <laughs> no, it was, it was. It was uh, we were we were we were at the macaroni um stadium for this one. Um a goal after just four minutes um for Pittman at Livingston. Um <laughs> I think that was slightly longer than it took Anthony Stokes to decide he preferred the sesh to this professional football malarkey. And um, and Pittman, I think, in, in in all seriousness, in the absence of Stokes, he's probably the 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 man that you look for um, up top. Um, Dykes has gone. Stokes, we thought might come in as the kind of interesting replacement, um, seasoned Scottish Premiership kind of performer. Um, so so there's not many options up there. Pittman's four point four million. So he's right in that bracket with your Abikas of this world and a lot of other players we talk about on the pod, but might be worth consideration if they've got a nice run of fixtures. So anyway, yes, scored after they've four been. minutes and I actually had a chance later on in the game. They've got Celtic
0: next, so maybe just avoid that. <laughs> maybe
1: hold fire for now, maybe hold fire for now. But John, there's one thing that we say on this pod frequently about Hamilton. <laughs> there's one thing we say, and I think you know what it is. Do right um, off Hamilton. Hamilton write off Hamilton, out at your peril. At your peril. <laughs> I think we've got to get t-shirts made with that and go down to Hamilton and apologise for saying there was a waitress opposite the stand. Um, we'll get. Uh, the yes, out your peril. I thought that it was an actually a very entertaining game. It was a bit like you know the Motherwell game where that you just didn't fan. I mean, you never fancy Mother um, Hamilton going into anything. Um, but good on them. They played themselves back the match. Obviously, going to call out David Templeton, ex-Jambo, scorer of that famous goal, and that famous night uh, against Liverpool uh, at Tynecastle. But he was he was fantastic. Um, got the goal. I thought he was threatening throughout the game, uh, and then provided a lovely ball in for the for the header to 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 steal that win. Um, how important will he be? Oh well, yeah, Calmino.
0: What is he? 18 years old. Um, for winning goal in the first start in his first start. Oh for, yeah,
1: sorry, yeah. Uh, I, was three, meaning, I was meaning Templeton. But oh, yeah, you
0: mean I'm in Templeton? Sorry, I thought you were segueing nicely into Calmino. I mean, yeah, Templeton is going to be uh, quite essential to Hamilton if they're going to stay up this season. Um, but I do still still think he's a bit overpriced up front. And um, I, although we do say right off Hamilton at your pal, I'm not too sure about him. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. as I say, Cal Munro, 3.6 million up front, could be the boy if he's uh, got a good start. And the interesting thing about this Hamilton team this season is that there was, that was the first time that they've recorded back-to-back away wins in the league since the autumn of 2017. So they're just creating a little bit of form away from home and adding that to some, some, some half-decent home form sometimes. So, you know, I, I, st- I still think they'll be mucking around the relegation zone, personally.
1: For sure, and a word on Karl Monroe. I think he gave possibly my favourite post-match interview. I think it was his first post-match interview ever uh-huh. uh, at the tender age of eighteen, and it was just been I was like, I just turned around, and there was just boys running at me, and, and I was on the ground. I was, at, I was actually ball, they said nothing about the game or his goal. Just talked about getting smothered by the Hamilton squad, and <laughs> just looked so happy to be there. Uh, it was really, it was a nice, refreshing sight. Um, That's what, so, you know what Scottish football about, eh? You yeah, get exactly, teams. exactly. Um, so, so that was a, that was an entertaining game. But beyond that, um, I think a lot of teams made a lot of other teams look um, very good this weekend. Um, we're going to start with. Uh, well, we've we've obviously already started, but the second game we're going <laughs> go yeah. to go um, to is is going to be Rangers. <sighs> I mean, they were. Pretty irresistible again on Saturday. Um, Kent's still there, not been snaffled up yet. Um, he is continuing to lead the way as the leading points scorer in fantasy football. He's now on forty-one points. Um, well done to Midfield all. Midfielder, leading midfielder. Yes, forty-one points. Well done to all those that have kept him. His goal was really well taken, and you just you're coming to expect that from him now every week. I think he's. There's an argument, even though he's 6.5 million, to just to just get him in and just ride him out until he does, if he does, depart. Um, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility he stays all year.
0: Yeah, no, I think he's like, really excellent. He won Player of the Month um, in the league last month, uh, deservedly so, and has carried that form on. What I think he's added this season... More so on top of last season as a proper end product. So whether that be a great assist or a fantastic finish as he did in this game, he's looked absolutely mustard. And uh, yeah, definitely the best uh, attacker in the league, I'd say, this season so far. Just a word on, we have to talk about this range of defence. I know we've talked about loads. You have to talk about it more. I mean, this is the first club in the entire history of Scottish league football to start the season with seven consecutive clean sheets. Um, quite phenomenal really it's the best start rangers have made to a top flight season since 2011-12 and um, which could be quite ominous for some do you know what happened that season scoby what
1: happened they went bust <laughs> of course yes okay so we're saying that's that's looming that could be I No, 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 looting, no looting. Looting. Um, <laughs> right. I did a
0: wee, I did a wee calculation actually, and the best po- uh, points per value player just now in defence. Everyone's been talking about Doig get Hibs. It's actually Connor Goldson. Yep. Yeah. So if you you do the you know you divide points by uh, millions, you by get yeah. you stick sticking top of it. Uh, so he's actually maybe gone slightly under the radar. You know, Tav. Or and I get loads and loads of points, but if you want that sort of three million price point whilst he's still there,
1: uh, yeah. go to the man. To summarise some of the other action, I mean, we saw we finally saw Morales again. There was a, there was a sort of spring of injuries throughout that game. It was probably only the um, negative for for Gerrard and for for Rangers. He came on and then came off. I didn't think too much from when he was actually on the park. You know, to be honest, I don't think he greatly improved them. Um, he still looks like he's carrying a bit of timber, in my personal opinion. Um, but uh, you know, we at least saw a, a bit of sight of him. I think at this point, he's still unselectable, um, and you're and you're avoiding him. Well, you felt something. Leg
0: broken as well at the weekend, so you have to see how what well, how that injury goes. Okay? Yeah,
1: not a nice shot. Tra- I, I personally didn't think there was any malice in it, but it was a bad challenge. Um, I've done a few of those myself.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> not the ginger Heskey! Not the was brilliant once again. A resurgence for him, um, but just again doesn't always, always um, doesn't always materialise in points from a team perspective. Um, and then you know you've already talked about you know the, the defence and and Tavernier it was his forty eighth goal for Rangers on his two hundred fiftieth cap. Um, not a bad return at all. Um, and he's just he's been phenomenal you know yeah you look wow, back in the last few years it's just and he's just
0: it's again i always go back to it. it's his it's his positioning in the box he's so high up like when he's getting on the end of these crosses and stuff he commits himself so far forward therefore just giving himself such a great chance of scoring this many goals i mean basically one in five um every game for for rangers is, is absolutely amazing uh, the only downside in news they had coming out this week is that Ryan Jack is injured for a month. Uh, I think he's he's been excellent this season. He really holds the bot the base of that team together with the distribution. It's mm-hmm. a bad thing for Scotland as well with Israel coming up because you want as many uh, options in midfield as possible. Uh, I, th- I think I think you know they've got enough depth in there. Uh, with the likes of Davis. Uh, but this is probably the point where they're kind of worrying that they've... they've lost yeah, the I thought
1: Kamara was very good, actually, when I mean, he came on as well. But, but, I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, didn't, with Dundee United, they just were a shell of themselves, you know, at the weekend. But I thought he was good. To, to go on to Dundee United, you know, obviously you like to talk about both sides of it. I thought Segrist was pretty unlucky to be on that side. Um, I don't think the five goals were reflective of his performance. He, it could have easily been about ten. He was he was he was pretty good, and he has been all season. Um, And in the words of the now infamous Twitter, has Shanklin scored a goal in the Scottish Premiership?
0: No. (laughs) He hasn't. He hasn't. But on Shanklin, he got thirty minutes in this game. Right? I thought it was good to say. Really good way to bring him back. I'd been really disappointed as a Dundee United fan if you if you've been watching that game, and he'd have been risked for you know ranges away. Probably going to lose. Don't risk him for that. But get him that 30 minutes in his legs because I'll come on to it just now. Dundee United's next three games look quite tasty. They've got St Mirren, Livingston and Hamilton all in that bottom three or four teams in the league. Um, coming up next, Shanklin's value has dropped 0.5 million since the start of the game. Is at five and a half mil. And while we're raking our bucket around in that four million-ish bracket for a striker that can score or even start, Maybe this is the time to invest in Lawrence Shankland,
1: John. I'm going to up you there. You've stolen the words right out of my mouth. Not just his next three games. I would argue his next five games. Um, if you look further on, it he's got Aberdeen at home, which is his goals to be scored there. He's got St Johnson away, and then actually his next six games, uh, and then he's got Ross County at home. I think you're absolutely on the money there, and I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to put in Shankland. This week, the Tank. Stewart, I think he's going to replace Stuart in my side at that bracket where he's dropped to. And I do think that we will see the the Lawrence island that we were all excited about um, earlier in the season. There you go.
0: We put our hat on it, listeners. So now you can roast us when he doesn't score this weekend.
1: So there you go. And then, so what we're going to do in the pod this week, we're not going to focus on every game now. I think it was just feeling like we were trying to cover too many bases. so we're going to focus our attention on three games we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some highlights from others so our third game all this is slightly taking liberties of that games we obviously have to focus on that double game week and Celtic um two wins in two um they were pretty convincing uh, against Ross County 5-0 um I mean, it was a penalty after three minutes, possibly one of the worst attempts at saving a penalty I've ever seen from Ross Laidlaw. I think he's already, um, he's already earned himself a pass right out of my team. Um, Where's your loyalty, um, Scooby? Most, I know, exactly. loyalty is wavering at the moment. I think mean, Ross County... <laughs> week bro, eight, week nine. I can't have Ross County. Trouble, trouble. Um, and then one man we're going to call out, we talked about him joining Celtic last week. Shane Duffy was, was the kind of big signing from Brighton, uh, the big loan signing across both the games. I mean, yeah, Yeah, because
0: yeah, we might as well combine our analysis here. You know, they, they, they've pumped County 5-0 and then uh, and, uh, had a, a comprehensive win, if not all too convincing, over, over St Mirren tonight. Duffy on the score sheet in both games. By God, he looks a threat every time Celtic get a set piece, and Celtic get a lot of set pieces in this division. Mm -hmm. They get a lot of corners, they get a lot of free kicks in dangerous areas, and when you've got Ryan Christie's left foot, as it was tonight against St Mirren, I mean, Duffy is looking like a must-have in in any fantasy
1: team, up there with Tavon Borna, maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely, and I think on the flip side of that, I was stung by... um, by Celtic this uh, this double game week. I was thought I was sitting pretty with Frimpong, Elonusi and Ajeti. Yeah. Um rightfully two of them started um against Frost County, Elonusi came on, got an assist. So I was sitting pretty, you know, pretty there. I had Frimpong as my captain, 14 points. Then we get tonight look at the scores, look at the team sheet. Bloody None of them. Yeah. All on the bench, complete rotation. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly how many changes there were to the lineup, but it must have been about six or seven. Duffy, though, played both games. Played Duffy both games.
0: played both games. Ayer played both games as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh,
0: you know, he scored against County. And we, we, we talked about a couple of pods ago when he got forward and scored a goal. He gets forward an awful lot. And he's actually priced at 3.9 million. And Another just fun. as we're talking about, because of this Frimpong rotation, because of this Taylor rotation, who did start to against the Merrim, but didn't start against Ross County, maybe. And Julian on the bench tonight as well. Yep. Ayer, maybe it's Ayer. It's probably, if you want to get a guaranteed starter in the defence, it's Duffy, but at a lower price point and probably 90% chance of starting. I'm just going to pluck that from nowhere. <laughs> Ayer, <laughs> Ayer, because it sounds like I fucking know what I'm talking about. Ayer, is a decent signing given the fact that he started both games in this double game week. I mean, Elianusi doesn't start, comes off, gets an assist against Ross County. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you want a guy that starts every week, you get Cal McGregor, but as we've talked about, I just don't think he delivers enough um, returns. No. I agree with with you. 5.2 million price tag.
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, with Julian, I don't know if he's more dangerous in attack or defence for Celtic, to be honest. He's, he's a bit of a calamity at points this season, but he, he has been threatening going forward. Um, a jetty he scored against obviously Ross County. That was three and three halves of football. Hi. So you're getting really excited about him then. You know, and, I'm going to ask you a question
0: here, Scobie. Who he was the last uh, Celtic player to score in his first three Scottish Premiership appearances for Celtic? Patrick lamalla <laughs> It wasn't it. It was in 2016 and it was Scott Sinclair, so he's in a uh, good company. Oh, God,
1: he's that very good company there, Um uh, Clamalla missed an absolute sitter against Ross County before finally sloughing one, mm. which was put on a plate for him as well. But um, he, he gets the wrath of his pod quite a lot, perhaps rightfully so. He's,
0: he does, and then I, and then I was watching a Celtic game tonight, and he was, he was just pretty awful up front with French Eddie. I mean, we haven't even talked about French Eddie. You know, the man hasn't scored from open play since the game week one. Uh, he scored, He did score uh, three from three pens so far this season, but tonight has missed one. So, actually, tonight, French Eddie was points neutral. He got zero extra. So, if you'd captain him,
1: nay fucking Terrible. Point. Terrible decision. Um, to run through the other yeah. games, <laughs> and I will do quite quickly, 3-0 victory for Hibs, uh Bobby, the saviour, and Zlamel. Stepped in last minute. Unfortunate for St. Mary, as we've said. Nisbet got one. He was back. Bundled one in. Um Newell got the second. And um, probably not a player that's on many people's fancy watch list. Um, I
0: did. I did call Newell out a few weeks ago. Scovia. You did. I you
1: did. Yeah.
0: And so, through the shite of our podcast,
1: <laughs> uh, Ryan Porter should have been uh, off the field for one of the most disgraceful handballs I've seen in a long time, playing volleyball there. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought Martin Boyle was fantastic. Um, Hibbs, you know, getting back to kind of winning ways. I'm really excited about the Hibbs Rangers game um, on Sunday. Um, it's at the Road, midday kickoff. I think it'll be good. Think Rangers might concede. That's my bold claim.
0: Rangers <laughs> might that Don't Rangers
1: will concede know. their first goal of the season. Oh, nice weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can get on get on board with that. they have got a decent record against Rangers in recent times and look very good. Uh, they are getting a little bit of the rubber green with decisions, but you know maybe that's deserved.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. But continuing to go, uh, Mother Wilson Johnston. Only one thing to talk about, and it was Alan Campbell's excellent goal. Uh, in the in the in the opening minutes of that
0: game, uh, you know, looks like life after Turnbull will be okay for the Steelmen. Having said that, St. Johnson did have quite a few chances in that game, Scooby, didn't they?
1: They did, they did. Um, but I, there's no, there's still nobody crying out in that St. Johnson team, you know, for for selection. I I just can't see it at the moment. I can't see it. Um, and the, and their values are all a bit middle of the road. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Alan Campbell's £4.2 million over at Motherwell. It's probably still quite expensive. Let's see where Motherwell go, but maybe it's a bit of a turning point um, for them. The last game to talk about, uh, probably the most drab and boring of the lot, was Aberdeen's 1-0 um, victory over Kilmarnock. Um, McCrory just oh, looked The big, biggest
0: talking point in this game was there was 300 fans in the game, right? Which was uh, fantastic <laughs> to see. Uh, great to see uh, some people at a football match yeah, and celebrating yeah. a goal and hearing uh, as small a roar as it was from 300 people. Uh, I don't know. It was a very right, polite clap. clap. <laughs> that was all I could hear. told not to shout, hadn't they? <laughs> um, but, you know, Aberdeen. What can we say? They're on a good run of form. I think maybe people are getting a little bit carried away with how good a run of form they're on. You know, Kilmarnock still creates some good chances in this game. Um, Just a few stats on how well the defence is operating at Aberdeen, though. like McKenna has won all 22 aerial duels in his last three games against Livingston, Hibs and Kilmarnock. And with Tommy Hoban and Constein either side of him, that looks quite settled. Back three and Joe Lewis has has less than five saves to make in the last two matches. They're not giving away a lot of chances either. Um, You've got Kennedy and Hayes playing wing backs. Um, As these guys are wingers, you know, first they're getting forward quite a lot, but probably not what you want from fantasy considering they're both midfielders. And then you've already said, you know, Ross McCrory, what a goal, took it so well. Uh, It looks really good. Um, But I I don't know if he's going to get many more goals this campaign just without how deep he's playing um, in in the midfield. And then Hedges and Scotty Wright are looking great together. Uh, They're just looking like they're just missing a goal scorer. And Sam Cosgrove has, and Ryan Edmondson have come back to, um, well, Ryan Edmondson come back to Pataudry. There's a bit of chat about Sam Cosgrove coming back in the next couple of months. And maybe that'll be that last piece of the jigsaw that Aberdeen are wanting just to score a few more goals because uh, they're not scoring more than one goal a game just now.
1: Uh, my final piece to finish off the thing, um, this, 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 this featurette. Uh, <laughs> this, this, on this, the this. <laughs> Aberdeen. I had Aberdeen um, managerial legend David Halliday's great granddaughter round for dinner tonight. Fun wow. fact for the pod listeners. And don't say we don't mix it in interesting Scottish football circles, eh? Before you
0: all jump on at Google, David Halliday was manager of Aberdeen for 18 years and won their first major trophy.
1: 18 years.
0: You don't get that anymore. Hello and welcome to part three of this week's Fantasy Fitba pod. This is the part where we take questions from the Twitter sphere, and I stick Scobie under the spotlight and see what he's saying um, to this question. So without further ado, let's get started. The first question this week is from Karam Taser. What should I do with Deutsch? He's been very disappointing this season and Rangers and Celtic are Hibs'
1: next opponents. Um, I agree with you. I think we all got quite excited about him at one point this year, but no, no strikers really. Ste- no striker across the league has really stepped up and just beca- made themselves, you know, just a set and forget sort of style player. It's, it's been so disappointing. I think we're starting to see some signs. I actually think Kamar Roof is looking like a player that could blossom into something. But even even he, with sixteen points in what a couple of starts, there's nothing to get excited about. So. I agree with you with Dodge. Six million is a lot of money to, to be kind of um, harbouring up there. So, in all honesty, um, if you want to have a bit of a move around or a play around, I'm thinking that you can maybe invest that money elsewhere. It's probably into defence. Somebody like Duffy, as we've just said, and then, you know, invest it somewhere else. You know, the, the, the likes of, uh, you know, people who've talked about Kabamba, Abika, um, you know, guys like this, even Pittman at Livingston, guys like that, they like, it's going to be a bit dependent on their fixtures, but I think it's money better spent elsewhere um, rather than holding on to dodge.
0: I agree with all that. And just to mention the big elephant in the room that we haven't mentioned so far in this podcast was that John Obika did not start against Celtic. Um, so I'm just a bit gutted about that, to be honest, the goal stiffer, only getting 10 minutes off the bench. Uh, quite worried about what to do, but I think I'm going to stick with him because I've got a bit of loyalty in my boys under, under like uh, the man I share this podcast with. <laughs> uh, question number two this week. I like this question. It's from FPL Booker T, uh, which is a great looking account. Um, have you guys started thinking or planning for the mess of game week 13 yet? So I'm just going to put a bit of context into this, Scobie, and then you can, you can add to it. So game week 13 listeners, if you're not aware is the weekend in which the Scottish Cup semi-finals from last season are going to be played. So the teams in that are Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs and Hearts. Obviously, Hearts are not in this division anymore, so if you can get about them, but you're losing Celtic, Aberdeen and Hibs assets for a whole weekend, Scobie. What are we going to
1: do? Not thought an awful lot about this, but I think the obvious thing to do is that you're going to start to slowly ship celtic assets in particular because actually if you look at their run of fixtures around that point after st johnson away we've got the old firm on the 17th celtic then go to aberdeen who as you just talked about a length have been really shipping any goals then we've got that week where there's no Celtic. So you could potentially have got rid of all your Celtic players or maybe kept one on the bench. Then even after that, they got Motherwell away, which, fine, at this point, seems like an easy enough fixture. Then Hibbs away. I mean, none of these Celtic fixtures are exactly inspiring confidence. So I would probably be inclined to do a bit of a Celtic clear-out in the weeks running up to that. And obviously you hold on to your Rangers. You know, players, and they're not going anywhere. Uh, insofar far as other teams have not thought about it enough, what, what do you think?
0: Yeah, no, I think that's all—all all completely fair. I mean, it is. You have to do remember, it is only one game week, right? So, you know, ultimately, we'd love to have a free hit chip here and not and forget about it, but we don't. So you just need to try and not be too heavy on all three of those teams because if you have three players from each of those teams, that's obviously nine players in your squad, which is an awful lot. So it is just something to be wary of. I don't think it's something to be too wary of right now, um, but I like your angle, Scobie, that maybe, you know, having only two Celtic players um, in there and dropping dropping that down to potentially one for those weeks it, it is not a bad idea at all. I, th- I, liked, I liked how you took that on, Scobie. Well, I, think, I
1: think possibly to none of them. And then, and then actually you're lining yourself up for possibly – Depending on how your season's going, a wild card, kind of the end of November, start of December, whatever game week that is. Forgive me, I don't know what exactly which one it is. You know, it's probably around the time. I think all the more reason to hold on to that wild card, even if you're not hundred percent happy with where your team's at, If you don't have to have an like me, and you're thinking, how the hell can I get them in? Um, you know, all's well, not lost. It's a long season ahead. So, so maybe all the more reason to hold on to it there.
0: One final thing I'd say on that is just make sure you're up to three players on um, on Rangers for that weekend.
1: Another reason to fucking add a three hits token, <laughs> makers of that. Uh,
0: That'd be nice. It was a nice addition. We've got to keep some stuff on the table for next season. Uh, this is, I think, our
1: campaign. I think this has got to be our our. our we'll, we'll get a petition going.
0: We'll get one going. All right, uh, last question for this week, and uh, it actually came from the app. Itself. Who has been your myth, most disappointing player so far this season? Oh God! <laughs> do you want me to start.
1: Where do we start?
0: Do I, I went. Start? I went. Um, I was literally looking through a lot of the answers here, and a lot of them on this was uh, on the Twitter. It was a lot of them were sort of Ryan Christie. And um, one really good one I saw was Billy McKay. He's been in my team. I've been quite disappointed with him. Obviously Anthony Stokes got a mention, but for me personally in my team I've been really disappointed with just how good he was last season and his lack of minutes this year and just how shite his team have been in general this season
1: is Jake Hasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake Hasty. He was a popular he was a popular choice, wasn't he, at the start of the year? It was, and uh, Elianuti got a lot of grief as well
0: because I think just a lot of people had so much hope for him. You know, um, being a midfielder in the game, quite often playing in that sort of well, what we thought would be a front three itself. Like it's now what going to be a three-five-two most likely going forward, and just the fact he's bent so much I and mean, because he costs so much money, I think a lot of people are disappointed in him.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, it's the midfielders that he—he's definitely one of my. He just he did just get an assist at Ross County, but then he had nothing in the last game. So, you know, where's that lead? You might have might have been in, and it cost him his position in the squad, Liam Polworth, obviously, but Scott Allen as well. And on the, okay. only on the basis that Scott Allen three point two million, I think, when I got him.
0: Aye.
1: Or so he was three point six at the start, he's dropped sorry, he's dropped point four now, he was three point two now. And I mean he scored five points in his first game and then since then, five points in five games. And just every week, I just think, no, this is the one where you're going to turn it around. I keep getting told that, um, you know, Jack Ross is going to change the shape, and he's definitely going to play. And then he doesn't again. I just, he's just brutal. But at this point, it's just, I, I, don't, I don't. There's other areas of interest. There's other areas of interest that I'd rather focus my attention on than Scott Allen. But um, Scott
0: Allen was a, was a quite a popular shout under that as well. Um, I think we've 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 basically touched on. It. I mean, there's been a lot of disappointments, but. At the same time, there's been a lot of winners, is not there? Uh, I was just jumping on to our fantasy fit by Pog League there to give some guys some shout outs, but because we are doing straight after a game week, the leagues are being updated. They're being
1: updated. We'll tweet
0: about it. We'll tweet about it, but I did have a look this morning and it was still uh, the two guys are the most original names in the game the Queen's 11, <laughs> uh, their top two in our league. Uh, very strong. we will make it easy to end of
1: the year when we have to engrave the trophy. <laughs> yeah, early. Early. It'll, be the, it'll be the better one not that shite one Ian, what was that, Ian Finlay uh, I, um, anyway <laughs> lots to look forward to in the coming game week um, I guess we'll be back kind of normal-ish time next week um, I'm trying to get the pot out to you midweek um, after just after Sunday fixtures so Uh, good luck to everyone for the coming game week
0: yeah thanks very much for listening guys and uh, all the best for the Fantasy Football Scotland game week let's keep it going
1: cheers guys